This episode is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. What's up? It is John Boy and Jake Radio. It is Thursday, May 9th. May the 9th treats you well. Hey, ho. That's the song the Yankees play at Yankee Stadium after they hit a home run and the lights flash and it goes, hey, ho. I didn't know that. I didn't know this was. I'd never heard the real song, Jake. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. This is a. Naughty by nature. Naughty by nature. Not nurture. Not nurture. Don't blame my parents. Nature. I was born this nature. Way. Naughty by nature. Because yeah. I couldn't date you. Uh, yeah, this was a... Uh, man, talk about times being different. So this is the song that I chose that will be embedded in my head for life. Uh, from NBA Live 2000. Um, Tim Duncan on the cover. At least that game's not 20 years old, and I'm not going to jump off the building today. Um but <coughs> I uh Jim, so I used to play a lot of this game and I had it on the computer and I normally was not a computer gamer. Mm-hmm. Because I like playing sports games and sports games don't translate to the computer well. Yes. But this this had a good dynasty mode and that's what I've always been about. Um Jimmy, let me let me let me take you back. It's okay. Middlebury, Connecticut. Yeah, six nine six Shellside Ave. The year is probably a couple years after this game came out. I didn't have I didn't have the newest games. Okay, I had the games. So we had a basement in our house that was unfinished for a while, and then we finished it eventually. I helped finish it. I did some useful stuff. I was pretty happy with that. But it was unfinished for a while. Tucker the dog used to live down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fastest dog in the world. Fastest dog in the world. Um, he ate two couches and a pool table. He's he's basically a myth. Um, but the people that know Tucker know he he was he was nuts. He was like too much for us. So we just gave him the basement. Like he won. He took Winterfell. He took the basement. Um, so we had I forget what happened because this is the computer generation now. So we started with the first family computer in the kitchen. Yeah, on the landline, tied up the phone lines all the time, probably. Right, and then technology got better, so probably four or five years later. So now, yeah, we probably got the first family computer, 96, 97. We get the second one. The old computer gets kicked downstairs to the basement. Nobody wants to go down there because they're half scared of Tucker. Slash the basement was really cold during the winter. Mm -hmm. So I got free reign on that computer, basically. Um, I just had to go into Tucker's dungeon. Um, Just but you yeah. and Tucker jerking off, 12 years old, in uh, the I don't think I was in the J... What year was that? I think this was kind of pre-J life. It was pretty cold down there. It was really <laughs> cold down there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I like, dude, I would get this big blanket. We had this giant wool, like, the classic super warm gl- blanket, but also, like, very scratchy, um, and a space heater. That was that shouldn't have been near this wool blanket I was using, um, and that's what I would go through to like play this video game for like a heavy three hours in the morning before I got yelled at by my mom. Um, and yeah, by the time I'd come back up, like my toes and areas that weren't covered would be like purple. Um, so that's gamer dedication, and it's a great song, Hip Hop Hooray. I probably danced to it to try to stay warm. Hey, oh, it's fun. Everyone I think the, ne- the next, the verses are actually pretty good too. They're 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 very upbeat verses. Let's see. Let's see it. 
It's basically the chorus in verses. <laughs> I, I don't know anything you said right there, though. Oh, no. Me either. I get oh. like one out of every five words. Okay. Good. Good. I'm glad yeah. you like it. That's Naughty the end of video game week. Thank you to Jake and Jordan for choosing the music. We did it. That's a good opening radio show song. Get you going. Oh, yeah. When Gio Urshela hit his walk or his game-tying home run in the ninth, they asked him about it, and he said, I, I was cool to see the Yankee Stadium lights flashing because they do it to, hey, oh, they flash the lights that way. Right. And I was like, that's funny that like that's what he noticed. Yeah. I, I, think, I don't think they do that at a lot of stadiums. Yeah, a lot of, like, Old old head Yankee parents. Right. Who cares? How was your day yesterday, Jake? How was my day yesterday? Yesterday was Wednesday. Wednesday. And that's the day that we make love. Oh, really? You guys schedule that out over there? No, I was quoting Flight of the Concords, Jim. I know. Wow. Um, but yes, also that. Um, <laughs> no, we... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Yankees got destroyed in the worst, just a lame, bad game. Um, I hurt my neck. Hurt my neck pretty good working out, uh, obviously. Um, yeah, yesterday was kind of bad, I think. I think I'm going like the food situation got bad at the house yesterday. Like today's the day we need to get groceries. Otherwise, like times are really bad. Um, so yeah, I think we're sub five. I think we're like four, seven. Well, that's bad, man. That's so bad. bad I feel bad for you. Wow. It's a bad day. I will say though, why are you wearing sleeves today? Can you give us some insight? Short sleeves, t-shirt. Uh, so I'm on the, the fifth floor today of my apartment building with the common area. I, I, I rented out the, uh, conference room from seven 30 to nine 30. Cause you can only rent it in two hour shifts, Jen. And um, because uh, court, quarterly, um, we get the apartment, like, cleaned, cleaned. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I came downstairs, so I'm kind of in society. And I've been I'm essentially kicked out of the apartment for half the day. So I had to bring, like, survival stuff. So I've, like, I got shorts under the sweatpants. I've got a real shirt. I've got a hoodie if I need it. Um, so I, I have to, I have to survive for like four hours and it's crazy how daunting that can kind of be. Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't, I don't, I don't have to do that. So right. I can't really relate. Um, I want to tell you something and I, I, I want it to make sure that it's, this isn't an insult or backhanded or poking fun at all. Uh, You're going to say I look good today. You do look good today, but you've been ge- looking very West Coast recently. And oh, yeah. Normally, like when you lived in Dallas, like you couldn't have been more of a Northeast guy if you tried. And you had the plaid with the hat on the other day. And now this with that little pocket square and the color scheme with the hat and the curly hair coming out from under the hat. Like, I think you look good, but I've never seen you look more West Coast. Chameleon. Um and you just have to factor this, Jim. A, when I was in Dallas, I I was doing the nine to five, and I was polo and khakis, so everything was built off of that. And then, um, and then the other thing you have to factor in is that I'm not going to get myself any new clothes. So, like the shirt I'm wearing, this is a Breckenridge, Colorado shirt. So yeah. yes, mm-hmm. um, this hat, I something got me in Denver. I, the company is Visla. I think Jess might have got this hat for free. Dude, or is something. that a, is that a light blue hat? It's light blue, yeah. I gave you that hat in Florida. Like I, I'm one thousand percent. I gave you that hat because it's Visla. It's a store in Lavalette here. Like a well, I bought that hat at a store in Lavalette. I know I gave it to you spring training 2018. Because I so put it on a year and a half ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew I because I, I bought that hat. I thought I was cool enough to rock it. I put it on and my brother Luke was like, you can't rock that hat. And I was like, oh, you're right. And uh, then I, that makes sense. Any memory with brother Luke involved, I just erase instantly. <laughs> I gave that to you in Florida. When, when I, I stole saw it, it from you. You look good in it. You look better than I look. So 
And you don't yeah. look good in hats usually. But, you but I'm work. a bad boy. It's theft. It's not a gift. You get no points for niceness. It's a theft. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so West Coast. You do look like a bad boy. So, uh, and yeah, you used to live on the West Coast, so it all makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Good Shirt job. bought in Colorado, stolen hat from a West Coast softo. <laughs> I, I had a good day yesterday, Jake, for weird reasons. Okay. One, I made the uh, the no hitter. Who's that guy? Mike Fires video. Mike Fires. Put your I, soul into it. I really had to sink my teeth into that one. I recorded every inning that he pitched. So all nine innings right. from both broadcasts, Oakland and Jeez. Cincinnati, right? Yeah. And then I synced them up. And then I split screen recorded to make sure I could find every time he touched his hat. And then I actually had five minutes worth and I had to cut it in half to 220 because he touched right. it or touched his glove. But I love like when I get to sink my teeth into something like that. Like, you know, oh, this is a lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. And then and then I barbecued some hot dogs like I told you I was going to do. And it was so nice right. outside. It was so nice. It was basically summer. Zim was outside with me. That was fun. We did the pregame show and stuff, and then the Yankees lost, whatever. I made some more breakdowns. The YouTube crowd is loving the breakdowns. I, I, I haven't posted all of them on Twitter because I feel like the Twitter crowd isn't. Well, maybe that's just the vocal minority, but uh, the YouTube's growing crazy, man. We got, like, we got, I think, remember we said the goal was 10,000? I think we're about to break that, Jake. Yeah, I think, well, YouTube, you have a baseball following more so than a Yankees following, I think. And Twitter, you have a Yankees following more so than a baseball following. But I recently got just a baseball following on Twitter from the, uh, like, the Tim Anderson and the Ron Culpa videos. Right, but it's still, I mean. At its base, it's Yankees, yeah. Three quarters of it, yeah, it's probably Yankees. So anyway, I like doing, so I was doing those and I enjoyed that. Then I was listening to some music after the Yankees game. And I, I've just been really enjoying the album I've been listening to. It's slow music, but so much so that I was like, just like sat there and listened to it. Then, as I was falling asleep, I keep watching this circus documentary that Netflix put out, and I got right. all like, all sen- in on this. I got all like sentimental about. I can get sentimental about shit so easy. I'm such a sap. Like they showed footage of people that worked in the circus just having the time of their lives and then they sure. interviewed the old people and they were looking back at it and like man those times stay with you forever like that was the time of our lives as they're showing the old and i'm like wow okay yeah anytime you show me a montage of an old person saying this was the time of my life and then you show me old black and white photos of that time in their life i'm, I'm a sap i'm like holy shit i wish i yeah. was there but i don't you i don't want, want part of the circus you want to get emotional for a minute? Yeah. So our our talking Yanks event that we have coming up in July, the yeah. party at the stadium. Like we're we're going to look back at that one day and be like, "Yo, that was pretty wild." I hope so. Oh, definitely. I mean, just the build up till then and then even wherever we land afterwards, just what that becomes that day, we're going to look back and do like one of those old men, like half laughed under your breath and be like, ha, yeah, that was uh, that was something. Yeah, that was cool. So anyway, yeah. I had like a good day for weird reasons. So I'm giving myself a 6.5. Nice, man. Yeah. That Weather's a wild in. factor in this. We've got some bad weather in, in Denver right now. Dude, the weather, I remember sophomore year of high school, Mr. Samansky's science class. Nice. Had to be freshman year then. Uh, yeah. I, I like didn't do my homework like two times, and it was the first time I didn't do that in his class because I liked him. Right. And he, ha- he was pretty crazy, man. His rule was, did you have Samansky for? Yeah. Him and Chapin are still friends. You know that, right? That's scary. Anyway, Samansky, this teacher, his rule was for freshman in high school, he would give you homework. And then you have to do the homework. And then when you entered class, he would go down the line and you would say, yes, I did the homework or no, I didn't. You didn't have to show him the home. You didn't have to show him the homework. You didn't have to hand in the homework. He would just point at you and you would say, yes, I did it or no, I didn't do it. 
every like four days, if you said yes and he doubted you, he would say, let me see it. Right. And then if he that had, person he had to call you out, he called, wow. he called you out. And if that person was lying, the whole class got zeros on the homework. Right. That was that's wild. I love it. I mean, I love it, too. But you get one kid who doesn't do the homework and doesn't care. It's, I, hey, man, you know I'm a, I'm a huge... Okay, what did I learn in that, that Richard Szymanski science class? I forget the name of the class. Right? I think it was the periodic table stuff, so whatever that would be. No, no, and, no, it wasn't... I, I didn't have him for chemistry. I had him for, like, phys ed. Well, I, and again, this is going... Phys ed? Gym? Like physics. No, physics. Okay. Um, at, he had the big periodic table of elements just constantly behind him, so I have that memorized. Not memorized, but Poppy Gordo's pretty good with the periodic table of elements. Molybdenum, 42. Check it out. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, like I that, that teaches more of a life lesson than anything Richard Szymanski would be teaching. Oh, yeah. The only other thing I know about Szymanski is is that he had this special lotion he put on his hand because he didn't like mm. the feeling of having chalky hands. And he had this, like, goo lotion that was really weird. Which and you he, have to, at this point of your life, you have to respect the hell out of. Yeah, I guess so. You <laughs> like teaching so much, but you have to work near a chalkboard that you're going to go out of your way to get this special lotion. I, th- I think there's an appreciation level for that. Do you think when the whiteboard came to his classroom, he was happy because he got rid of the chalk, or he was a little sad because he loved his lotion so much? Uh, Probably a little enamored to the lotion at a certain point. All right. But yeah, I mean, you're such a POS if you lie, get called out, and now the whole room gets no credit for doing homework. I mean, that's a life lesson. Yeah. Be anyway, honest. The reason I brought this up is he would ask, and I and I and like two times in a row I said no, and he called me after class and said, "Why haven't you been doing your homework? You never have not done your homework." And I said, "The weather's been really nice. I've been playing a lot of wiffle ball." And he was like, yeah. "What? Well, that's not an excuse." And I was like, <laughs> "I mean, it kind of is, right? Like the weather just got nice right. for the first time ever. I'm not doing homework, right?" <laughs> but I'm, I just uh... straight up told him. He was kind of shocked. This is Connecticut. Like, we, I need this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. You should. Him and Chapin, like, text regularly. And, like, I think they go to, like, Boston sporting events together, which is something. But, B. Um, Why? I, I had a teacher in college that did that. I think I told this. Uh, and I'll just hit it quick t- so we get it moving. But we had this. <laughs> we had a statistics teacher that was from South Carolina. And he came up and he was teaching at Central. Me and Ken were in this class. And we it was just one of those college classes that if everyone's honest grade at a certain point was probably like in the 40s. Like the whatever the teacher was trying to teach us, he wasn't getting across well slash we weren't smart enough for. Like we were we were going for extra help. We were doing everything. And he finally hit his tipping point where he's like, shoot, these these kids really are trying. <laughs> Uh, it's just not going to happen, huh? Yeah. And so <laughs> the the first and like it was the class you dreaded because you were like, I'm putting so much into this and I'm getting nothing out of it. Like you're disappointed in yourself. And so we're going to this class together and uh, we walk in and he's standing there and he goes, guys, just get out of here. It's a uh, it's a nice day. This this is my first time living anywhere north of the Mason Dixon. Um, I haven't seen bad weather for this long time ever, so just get out of here. And like that's that's what I took away from that class that that guy is okay in my book for letting us go outside in decent weather. Yeah, you need it sometimes. Really do. Really do. Let's go to the sports. The Yankees got blown out by Yusei Kikuchi and his bent brim full of goop. They sent down Jake Barrett, and they signed Nestor Cortez, Jake. The Mets lost to the Padres. Alonzo got robbed of a homer in the process. The Padres hit some home runs in the process. The Sharks win 
which means, Jake, that the New York Rangers will have the number 20 pick as well as the number two pick in the first round of the draft. And uh, when Eli Manning heard the news that they were drafting Daniel Jones, Pete Shermer called him up. Shermer said his response was, oh, yeah, coach? Great. See you tomorrow. And hung up. And we are one less day away from the lottery for the Knicks than we were yesterday. Rangers, two first-round picks. Um, Yeah, not bad. I think they would have had a better one if the Stars won, but they'll take this. We'll take it. Um, Yeah, we'll get to that Sharks win in a little bit. Hacks, paying the refs. Um, Eli, uh, yeah, it's Eli Manning. How have we not put this together yet? What, that Eli said that? Yeah. It was a good response. He, Shermer said, I think he was changing his baby's diaper. He said, oh, great, coach. See you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, man. I'm so. going to show up and play football because that's what my dad's told me to do for the past <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know, man. <laughs> I was born into this, so I don't care what you do. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> do you want to talk about pine tar since, like, Kikuchi had a shit ton in his hat? I made the video with Mike Fires. It is kind of becoming a subject in baseball again. Yeah, I feel like it's it's the it's the pine tar cycle in baseball. Um, the Pineda story came back out today. Everyone was talking about that, but I'll 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 give you the honors, James. Well, I don't, I don't think it's as easy as they they need to make it legal, or enforce it, because when you have rules that are only allowed because everyone's doing it. You know, th- that's bad because some people don't want to do it. I mean, Pineda got suspended for like 10 games. Right. And we have like the most proof ever that someone else is doing it, but I don't know, man. I know every pitcher does it, or but I don't think every pitcher does it. I think majority of pitchers do it. But with spin rate becoming... Right like such a thing and you can sign contracts off your spin rate numbers now. Yeah. And there being a direct correlation to having a substance on your fingers, increasing spin rate. Doesn't that seem like unfair? Yeah. Or it's if like it's crossed the point that if you're a pitcher and you're not using pine tar, you're dumb. I know, but that's what they said about PEDs. And but I guess PEDs were like illegal, like in the world. Yeah. So that's the difference there. And they're harmful to your body. But there is some cor- there is some correlation because what if you're a pitcher and you're like, the rule says it, I don't like the rule says I don't I can not allowed to do this. And you're just like a goody two shoes. Like you shouldn't be penalized for being goody two shoes. Yeah, and it's I guess here's here's what's get gets to me, and I mean I I could spiral into a whole thing about where baseball's at, but like they they talk about in like the bat they always say the batters say like yeah they're they want pitchers to use a little bit pine tar if that means they have better control, but like let's loop this whole thing now where we have pitchers exerting themselves as hard as they can as fat as far as they can. Coming out of the bullpen, we've got Jordan Hicks thinks he can throw a one oh a one oh six mile per hour fastball this year, um, and like, here's the deal: maybe this is the problem. Maybe with the pine tar, they have that extra grip and they can do a little more. Maybe that's not a good thing anymore. Maybe maybe we take away the pine tar, make it actually illegal, so that the guys that are throwing ninety eight are back down to throwing 95 again because they can't control their 98 and maybe the hitters hit more again and we have more hitting and more runs scored and now baseball's a more exciting product. I mean, you can you could cycle this thing a whole way. Uh what you said at the top is is the thing. Like baseball used to be fun with its quirks and its uh you know, ah yeah, that that guy always has a little bit of jelly behind his ear to get more on his curveball. It's like we have so many cameras and technology nowadays that, like, 
the people need an answer. It's it's like what we were talking about with sports reporting yesterday. Like this is it's not a hidden secret anymore. No. <laughs> like it is out. Um so like let's make some decisions about it. And the easiest the easy way to find out if you're watching a game and you want to know where's this guy keeping his stuff after every ball that goes out of play, just watch the pitcher's bare hand and see where he goes. Yeah. Do you go to the belt? Do you go to the hat? Do you go to the glove? You can you it's I'm I'm now going to enjoy doing that. Like I'm not trying to get people in trouble. I'm just going to be like, "Oh, Tanaka keeps it on his belt." Oh. Right. Paxson keeps it on his earlobe. Whoa. Right. <laughs> Um, Kikuchi had a whole science experiment going on under his hat last night. Dude, it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff growing. That was gross. And he he was he was worse than Mike Fires. Like he was touching his hat every pitch. Yeah. He was as blatant as you could be. Mike Fires touched the ball because I went through the entire game tape, like I said. He touched the ball. Like every time he got a new ball, he dipped his thumb and then rubbed it up. Right. Uh, but if if the ball stayed in play, he didn't redo it. Kikuchi, every single pitch. Right. The balls had to be and that's uh and and again we we kind of skipped over the backstory. I just did the baseball. You know, baseballs had this kind of thing. Um, there's Hoke was tweeting it, and I think Kaster said it either on the broadcast or on the radio. Um, but they said there was a game uh, years ago, like thirty years ago. Um, and the, the pitcher, the Yankees were facing, had some pine tar going on and Steinbrenner noticed and he snapped classic, classic George Steinbrenner. He's calling down Lou Pinnell is the manager. He's calling down and he goes, Lou, the, the pitcher out there, he's got pine tar. He's cheating. And Lou goes, yeah, we know George. So is ours. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, that was kind, that's kind of how it's always been. And now it's, I feel like every year it gets brought up. And then we kind of go away from it. So I don't know. I wonder if MLB sends each team every year like, uh, hey, it's time to kind of cut down on the pine tar stuff a little bit or we're going to knock you. I would guess like, no. I would think it's completely quiet. You you would think so, but I they do need to do something. Like and if, if it is making pitchers better and th- if batters truly do feel safer up there, like they don't feel pitchers are going to like they're just going to start throwing willy-nilly fastballs at everybody's head, then let's put a controlled little bit of pine tar out there or something like that. Um, like, if if they said, like, we, we want to make this legal, what's the solution? Do they just put a little bit out there next to the rosin bag or something? I guess that's where it gets tricky. How do you, like, limit the use of it? Yeah, because they say that pine tar does the same thing for a pitcher in cold weather that a rosin does in hot weather. Right. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. But it, it's weird having it in this gray area. Because if, Yan- a- if the Yankees wanted, well, they're getting no hit. If Boone wanted to, he could have the hat checked, and Kikuchi now is out of the game, so they have to go to their bullpen earlier. Right. And... Kikuchi gets a 10-game suspension. Now, I don't know who was pitching for the Yankees. Like, if the, the, they can turn around and get whoever's going the next game or in the future, the same deal. But you have to be much more careful the next time you play Mariners so they don't do it back to you. But it probably would help the Yankees in that game. And that's where you and I, um, I'd, we'd probably be called Boone Stands. It's more so the manager and coaches have so little effect on what goes on nowadays but um I mean I think that that could be Booney's like ex-player kicking in like I think there's kind of a player's code that like this is okay as long as it's not like insanely over the top so Booney just let it ride yeah I guess so the Mets lost did you see any of this game uh Mets lost I feel like I saw an Alonzo highlight um I guess that was the robbed homer um yeah got robbed yeah sorry the Mets Wilmer Um, Font pitched for the Mets Wilmer Font a lot of Wilmers come through the Mets huh no interest in 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 that really oh oh yeah coach great I'll see you tomorrow (laughs) Uh, let's go to the national news sure
Jimmy, a lot of baseball in the first half. We'll keep it there with the changing of the times. Joey Gallo, the first ever Major League player, did his 100th home run before his 100th single. Uh, and if you ever seen Joey Gallo play, you understand it. It's literally his only goal. Uh, good for him. I think they beat Pittsburgh. Couple balls in the Allegheny last night, Jim. Basketball. Kevin Durant gets hurt. Golden State. Tight butthole. They still win versus Houston. It's called a calf strain. No timeline. They're pretty sure Durant will be out for game six in Screwston. The Sharks pay the referees to beat the Avalanche. Good for them. Uh, Tottenham takes down Ajax. Ajax 3-2 in the 95th minute. Talk about exciting UEFA soccer, Jim. They will be playing Liverpool. Ty Lue turns down the Lakers job. Holy smokes, bad times in L.A. And then we got some Boston coaches on the mic. Brad Stevens says he did a bad job because his team lost. Cora says the Red Sox are not divided. They are not. It's a lot of good stuff here. Let's save the Sharks for the the back end. Okay. Um, Durant, do you think it's really a calf strain? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, like last year when Britain was hurt in the playoffs, Boone and Cashman lied to the media because they didn't want to mess up his free agent signings, which I think is very, very common in sports. So, right. I mean, if it's maybe the Achilles – but it's slight, and they think it will be fixed before, like, you know, he starts his signing process, I think he would lie about it and say it's not the Achilles, it's a calf strain. Um, if it's a really – if it's a bad injury, I think I think the nice thing to do is lie about it. Like, we got confirmation that the Yankees did this last year. So, I have I have major doubts. Like, I, I don't think you can take that at face value. Yeah, uh, I, I guess there's a chance of that. Um I don't know. I think people want to jump there. I'll I'll say this: like, there there's the whole non-contact Achilles injury that we've all seen and know like a thousand times over, um, where you just see that little give and you're like, oh, that's it. Uh, Durant didn't really have that. Uh, Durant came down and then he took two steps. And then he just kind of walked a little gingerly, like his calf kind of tightened up. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm a, uh, maybe I'm too optimistic and have my my blinders outside to the world. Um, but I I think I think it was just a calf sprain. I I would bet if it goes to seven that he would play at this point. Um, I you don't play him in game six no matter what. Um, but Wait, yeah, even with I mean, a calf was, uh, strain, he could come out and play game seven. I think he would. Um, I, I think, again, think about what drives Kevin Durant at this point. Like, in basketball, like, it, well, if it's an ACL, which I've, I've ruled out, uh, then no, he's not. I mean, I'll say that. But, like, I, there's this funny thing in basketball and even football a little bit that, like, sometimes we still talk about injuries like – like that they can actually be career ending like a like a Yankee Stadium player could tear his, you know, ACL or knee up on on one of the one of the water drains in the outfield like it's 2019 like Kevin Durant playing with a calf strain like even if he's not 100% think about how much of Kevin Durant has been to put into like hopefully saving his image and like this is the whole reason that he's eyeing New York is that he can you know go away from the Kevin Durant that got bashed so much for years like even if he's 80 percent and he can't give it hell if Kevin Durant goes out there and shoots a couple jump shots like that does so much for Kevin Durant um so I don't know I mean I I again I not, not a lot of that analysis was <laughs> from that of a physician <laughs> but um, I don't know. That's that's just kind of where I'm at on it. Yeah, I mean, calf strain in, in baseball puts you out for like a week. So I would think you use your calves much more in basketball. So if it's a calf strain, I, I thought he would be out for a while. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, they haven't said anything yet. I, I mean, again, we, we started this out with saying there's a chance it's a lie, it's an ACL, so there's a lot more to be told. But I think it's a uh, well, I, no, I no, I don't. One, I'm not trying to say it's something. I'm just saying them downplaying it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, you're going to downplay it. Yes. Um. But yeah, I just I just think there's a world where you've got the best trainers in the world, and you'd have. Um. I mean, let me see if I can bring up the schedule. But game seven wouldn't be until I mean, what last Sunday? night was Wednesday. I mean, game seven wouldn't be until Sunday or Monday. I think probably Sunday. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I and. And, like, the fact he was still moving, I know that's why everyone was freaking out. They were like, well, you can walk with a torn ACL. But, um, again, don't think it was that. I I think – and, like, okay, if it is a calf strain and he has a chance to make it a more severe calf strain, that's not going to do anything to courting Kevin Durant's free agency this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not really a chance that they're like, whoa – Kevin pulled his calf anymore? Let's not offer to him. It's like, no, he's – everyone's been saying he's the best basketball player in the world. Well, all right, the, the Kevin Durant, they win, but he gets hurt. The Celtics lose. They're out. Do you, what, do you think – like you just said Durant has interest in the New York. I mean, that's, that's just all rumors, right? Um, NBA goes a little deeper than that uh, just because it's – I mean, there's only five guys on a team and there's a – if you're a top five guy in the league, it's just so much different than baseball, football, any other. But sport. I mean, Durant has not said he has interest. No, he. In New York. I mean, he can't. Um, so then it's all. But just, like, like he, he's set up like an office in New York City. He has like a production company. Like, like that's what LeBron did in L.A. And Durant basically copied and pasted it and is doing it in New York. Um, bas- basically, the the strongest Durant discussion that would be out there is he stays in Golden State, and the New York thing is the New York thing, or it's like Brooklyn or New York. That's pretty much it at this point. That makes me seem like it's neither of those three options. I mean, there's a chance, and that's the other kind of fun thing about this, is that the the big guys that are going to be free agents are kind of a mess. It's Durant, who's this, I mean, again, I've just talked about, Durant's Durant. We don't need that. Kyrie Irving who's this guy who kind of puts off this philosophical Duke vibe while also being an earth flatter for a while and just like flip-flopping on almost everything he says. Um, And then after that, it's like, well, it's Kawhi Leonard, who's a human robot, and then Jimmy Butler, who (laughs) threw away a team earlier this season. So there's... It's it's kind of what adds to the NBA a lot that it's there's there's this wild card element that's just bizarre. And meanwhile, LeBron, who went to the Lakers last year, they're an absolute shit show. Ty Lue turned them down, who is not well respected in basketball at this point. Um, and it's I I don't know who they're gonna get to coach that team. There's a lot of people that think. LeBron isn't going to get anyone to join him because nobody wants to play with LeBron anymore. If they do, I think it's Kyrie, which I think is going to happen. But, um, I, I mean, the it's the NBA drama, man. NBA drama. Yeah, it'd be interesting. But still got a little bit for all that to go out. A lot of games to play. But, uh, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm kind of fed up with the drama. I, I don't like it. Like, Durant or, or Irving said in his prep postgame, like, it's uh, – you know, time to move on to the next thing. And yeah. everyone, like, does the fucking eyeball emojis and acts like that was him saying he's leaving Boston. Like, that is what every player says after losing. Right. Every single player says, time to move on. We have to move on to the next thing. Time to move on to the next thing. So I think it's a, that's, that's one of Big Cat's big thing is that now, like, NBA Twitter used to be, like, it kind of, it was one of the first Twitter verses, so it's powerful, but the phrase he always uses is, this league, man, because that's what everyone says for everything, like, oh, Kyrie says we're moving on to the next thing, this league, and it's just, like, it's ridiculous. I, I hate when people say, like, oh, I love this sport about something that happens in all sports. I saw someone tweet out yesterday that, uh, you know, Joe Thornton is 37 years old 
he was drafted in 1997, and he just checked a player that was born in 1998. I love this fucking sport. What are you talking about? There's 38-year-olds and 20-year-olds in every sport. Yeah. Every sport has a 38-year-old and a 20-year-old playing in it. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> I, I hate when they do this league, this sport. Do something that actually pertains to the sport. I wanted wow. to reply, but I have like... Too many followers now to just be snarky like that. I was like, yeah. this every sport has an old person and a young person playing it. There's nothing specific <laughs> about the NHL. You lose. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, that brings us into the Sharks. Although yeah, I won't, let's, I won't, I do let's just say, do it. I do want to say. You support a cheating team. I do want to see Tyron Liu turning on the Lakers job. <laughs> What's going on? Like, that's rock bottom. And like, the, I'll. On first take today in the gossipy shows, they're talking about if the Lakers can trade LeBron. That'd be funny if they did. Well, they said basically they can't because they're like, well, what do you get in return? And B, like LeBron would just refuse to play for every other team. (laughs) So the Lakers are in this kind of (laughs) sick circle of hell that like they just need to get someone to play with LeBron, which I think they will. Um, I I'm knocking on wood for Kyrie. I'm like let let the rain fall down, you know. Yep. So the but sharks, you're cheating sharks. Well, <laughs> the sharks win. Jake is referring to an offsides call. The the Avalanche tied it up two two in the second, and they they. Coach challenged it, which means if they get it wrong, it's a two-minute penalty. Like, a huge risk in Game 7 of the playoffs. I was blown away. I was like, what? And I got a little backstory. I read an article on this this morning. Um, it's It wasn't like the coach's call. Like, the Sharks have a video guy that, like, whatever he says flies. So, yeah. imagine, like, not even... The coach's neck is on the line here, but it's just this video guy who I don't think it was even a hockey player at any point saying, like, challenge it. Yeah, and, and here's my thing. They have to have overhead angles that the broadcast didn't have. They have to. The replay center had to have an overhead angle that the broadcast didn't have, and the Sharks ha- had to be privy to that too. Because what was shown on the broadcast was the least indisputable thing ever like it was not the least conclusive shot ever right and i'm i I just got to believe that like they didn't see that shot and make that decision they had to have other angles because you're right like that shot shows not that what if what if every game seven san jose just pays the referees a sum of money so they get a five minute major and then they get goals erased for free that's well not for free other teams should it, do that. It's a great strategy. It's really uh, good. No, I'm I'm obviously yanking your chain. I I I haven't even seen the replays. <laughs> I, just, I was just I was just jabbing. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, it's the 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 angles that are available to the public aren't pretty. Here's here's my thing, and again, I'm and I'm, I'm not really attached to the Avs or or your Sharks. Um, I feel like there should be a little replay wiggle room. That, like, let's think about what's happening here. This would have been a tied game in Game 7 over something that's so close and normally wouldn't be called anyways. Like, isn't it a little, like, eh, let's just do it anyways. Like, I, I don't think anyone on the Sharks complains if they call that a goal. You know what I'm saying? Well, because the offsides that occurred did not help them score a goal. Right. It had no bearing in this, the skill that went into scoring the goal. So it's kind of it's, it's, it's like the, ho- the, the home run rule that baseball doesn't have figured out yet where it's borderline between a guy, the crowd, and the invisible fence in the wall. Like if one of those happens and a team is down four and then it makes it a two-run game, like, let's just count it. Let's, you know, I, aren't we supposed to make sports better and more entertaining? Like, I know I know you can't really write that in the rules, but come on. Yeah, well, it's tough. If you make a rule, it has yeah. to be strict. But did you listen to the the end of the game and the the analysts talk after the game? 
So I, I watched I watched the end of the game. So I, I, I missed that play live. Um, the end of the game was awesome when the Avs pulled their goalie and they had that from like a minute 30 to 30 seconds left, just the full-on barrage. Uh, the Sharks goalie held up, which was impressive, which was awesome. Jones was looking good. But – you. Uh, and you know, Poppy loves a good goalkeeper, but I, I saw the clip you posted of the guy talking afterwards. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, I, that, that was funny, okay. though. He just was completely had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, Tried to it. start to answer. And he's like, what are we talking about again? <laughs> I want to ask Jordan because he's in here because I don't know who those analysts are for NBC. Why do they openly root against the Sharks? Oh, wow. I'm not even trying to be every team always thinks the analysts are against them. Right. They were openly they the game ended, the Sharks win. They cut to the broadcast. The guy says, "Well, the Sharks beat the Avalanche this year. I don't think they'll beat them next year or again." I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh, uh, I th- I think uh they were pushing a whole age thing. Like how the Sharks have all these old guys, know, the but, Avs are this young team. But then they just they kept saying it and then they said, "Well, yeah, we didn't think the Sharks were going to beat Vegas either and they kind of proved us wrong there and we were down on him here. I was like, this is the weirdest Sharks just go to the Western Conference final post game ever. I get, yeah. I get you're trying to cater to Avalanche fans and say, like, hey, you guys are a good squad. You'll be back. But I, I think they're trying the to do Sharks one of these, like, won the we, game. You count out these old San Jose Sharks, and here they are again. And it did no, come they, off a little too much. But they, in between the second and third period, they were doing the same thing. They, like, were fighting to say the Sharks deserved to win. Maybe they're, maybe they're big integrity of the sports guys and they don't like when teams pay the refs. Oh, they were they were real. That's why that guy was losing track. He just kept watching the offsides play and didn't know, yeah. d- couldn't figure out when to talk or what they were saying. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. But go Sharks, go, man. Yeah. Ever since I started watching. You, uh, like you're tied to this now. Yeah. I put my Sharks hat on for game days and they win. Problem solved. Who are we playing next? You're playing uh, St. Louis, right? That is correct. We are. They're going to go down. Dude. San Jose, St. Louis. Pavelski got injured last game seven, right? Right. His five-minute penalty allows them to come back down 4-0. Right. He's got out with a head injury for six games of this next set. And no, it's like clouded in a mystery. Because all they never really tell the, penal, the the injuries in the NHL, right? Comes back, Jake. First shift back on the ice. He was a game time decision. Warmed up. Yep, he's good to go. First shift, he scores a goal. That's pretty. That's pretty cool storyline. Hockey guy. That's pretty cool storyline. I mean, an early goal in Game Seven gets the crowd going. You know, right? Pavelski being the one to score it. Gets yeah. that place going. Like, that was huge for just crowd and environment. There won't be a safer bet in the world if San Jose St. Louis goes to game seven. Yeah, put as much money on San Jose winning as San Jose's giving to the refs. That would that would be good. If anyone knows, if anyone's in with San Jose and knows how much. I don't know. We have to find right. out. Do some digging. All right. You'll know soon. You might be part of their parade if they win the, the cup at this point. Maybe, with my hat on. Hey, how about yeah. this? The Red Sox chorus says that there's not the, the locker room is not divided because half of them are going to the White House and half aren't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize it was a political thing at first, and then I did, and then I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about the political thing either. I think every reporter should just say, is your clubhouse divided? Because there's no way that you answer that, and the public thinks your clubhouse isn't divided. <laughs> right. Like, there, there's there's just no answer. Like, you can't say, like, uh, like there, there's nothing. Like, I'm trying to think of what could possibly diffuse no. that. Like, oh, we're all getting dinner together right now. You think we're divided? Like, there's nothing. There's no coming back. It's It should be banned from reporter questions, if we're being honest. Yeah. I mean, hey, Corey, do you think your clubhouse is divided? No. We're not divided. Oh, shit. Oh, That sounds boy. like we're divided. That's exactly what the manager of a divided clubhouse would say. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a trip. It's a trap question. There's, no, there's literally no answer. If what you about, can give what about, me one what, answer. Okay. 
ask me. I'll give you one answer. I think I think might might be okay. Jimmy, there's a lot of talk about you know these sharks are so old and no, uh, you're phrasing the refs. It, the way you're phrasing it doesn't work. How uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know is this team divided right now? That's a trap question. Next. I mean, that makes you sound even more guilty. <laughs> There's no. It's it's a great question. All reporters should do that. That should be banned from reporting. I was walking down I'm, the hallways. I might take a heavy stance on that. I was walking down the hallways, Booney, and uh, I heard some rumors. And I is is your clubhouse divided right now? <laughs> my players, my players are hooking up with each other's wives. You think they're divided? <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know. Oh, man. All right. Halftime. I've got a little bit of a hot take. Yeah. I think Golden State wins game six, and then everyone starts poo-pooing on Durant again. So that, that makes even more leeway for him to come to the Knicks. No bias in that response. Getting a lot of bias out of you. Field uh, Len bias. R.I.P. Jake? I said R.I.P. Maryland, man. Rest in pieces? No, just peace. Because the other way is terrible. Right. Fargo. I read the news today, oh boy. And though the news was rather sad. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A pet-loving prowler snuck into a home, pet the dog, washed the dishes, and then took nothing. A teen who sued the school over banning him because he wasn't vaccinated has now got the chicken pox. A missing piece of Britain's ancient Stonehenge was returned after 60 years. Thank you. A Chinese live streamer tried to eat an octopus that was alive and nearly got her face ripped off. And the Australian put out a new $50 bill, Jake. They printed 46 million of them, and there is a typo on it. I read the news today, oh boy. What news do you like the best? I've got some good news for the news, Jim. Nice. This is exciting. We haven't called BS on a segment in a while. I feel like there was a while, and maybe we'll have to keep an eye on it, that like there was two stories a week that you were like, this is just planted, this is phony, this is Walmart marketing or something like that. Jimmy, the money story, this was intentional. Go look at it. You're going to be- know what they just did? They mm-hmm. just made this money even more valuable. Wow, that's interesting. But go look at the typo. It's um, you need like a magnifying glass to read it. Like it's very, 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 very small in a huge paragraph of small print. So whoever this found helps this, my case, this helps my case even more. Whoever found this sucks. A bunch of Australians in fifty years are going to be talking about that they have one of the original. Error, $50 bills. I mean, there's 46 million of them, Jake. Yeah, but that stuff gets lost in how many, drugs. How many people live wars. in Australia? Um, upwards of 25. That's all I know. Yeah, 24.6 million. So every, every citizen can have two of these, so they're not rare. Right, but, I mean, let's, let's think about money for a second. Um, oh, all day. All day. Um, I mean, A, these are 50s, so I don't know how prevalent the 50s are in circulation, but I I don't think they're probably not as common. Money itself is going away and being less common. And, I mean, how many of these are just going to end up with rich people and end up hitting, hitting, hitting in a bank account? <laughs> have you seen the – have you seen it? Yeah, I clicked it. You see, like, the bill and her face, and then when they zoom in on, it looks like grass in front of the building, but it's really words. It's, I mean, 
No human eye can read that. I don't want to make... I don't want to offend you with this. I could see... And this People wow. could take this as a kind of a loserish statement. You're going to offend me. I could see you really enjoying the history and current status of money, like, in the world. Well, I enjoy the history of everything. Right. Um, but, I mean, I, even, like, the modern-day stuff, like, some of the cool stuff they do to differentiate, like, real money nowadays with all the technology, like, I could see you sinking your teeth into it and enjoying it more than your average cat. Yeah, that doesn't insult me. Just a true statement. Right. I thought you were going to insult Australians, my uh, second home country. Oh, my God. I'm all about Australians. You ever well, seen my Australian doppelganger, my one true doppelganger? I know. I have seen that guy. Why don't you sing uh, sing Australian's anthem, then, if you're all about it? Oh, we love to grill at our steakhouses tonight. <laughs> Did I get it? No. Australians, all okay. let us rejoice, for we are young and free. Something soil and wealth for foil. Was that something soil? I don't know the. I don't know the the word. I forgot. Okay. It. Uh, I think it's golden. Golden soil and wealth for foil. Our home is girt by sea. It's called Advance Australia. I used to know the whole thing when I lived there and had to sing it before every every day. Advance Australia Fair. Um, yeah, so a lot of bills, typo. Whoever found that typo is a loser. Or it is what you said, Jake, like they made it a typo. Because the only person yeah. that would find that either made it or is... It's like a money, it's a money expert collector. Yeah. I think it's playing right into my hands. What about this lady who snuck into a house, uh, pet the dog, washed the dishes... And that's all. I mean, I just told everyone I feel like I'm in purgatory because I can't work out of my apartment today. Um, we're like, I'm, I'm essentially paying a person to do this right now. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a cleaning lady. But why? Why would you do this? She had to take something. She Unless just likes. She loves dogs so much, but she knows she can't take care of one. So her payment for being able to play with the dog is doing the dishes. Yeah, it looks like she was, you know, homeless and on drugs. Yeah, maybe she just there. maybe <laughs> maybe she just wanted a couch for like a couple fucking seconds. And then she finds an empty house, finds the couch. There happens to be a dog there. And then on her way out, she does some dishes as a thank you. Right. That's her payment. Yeah. Um, home safety is an interesting thing. Um, we'll save that for our next podcast, our home safety podcast. It's um, a real weird feeling when someone's in your house that was on. When you don't feel safe, that's a bad feeling. Yeah. My sister, got, really ro my sister got robbed. Someone went into her apartment and stole like a bunch of stuff. And it's like, yeah, losing Which this. One? Ritzy. In Oakland. Okay. Losing the Thank stuff. God. It was in my uh, Christmas letter. Ritzy got robbed this year. Right, 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 right. But losing your your stuff sucks. But the feeling of someone else could get into your apartment when you don't want them to be able to get into your apartment is the real scary thing. Yeah. Then she got a camera, and I was like, oh, that's good, but that's going to be even more terrifying when you see someone in there. Right. I almost wouldn't want that. I just got a fun text from my sister. What'd she say? Just got robbed. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see her this weekend. No, she didn't get robbed. Um, You're a sea she, urchin. She, she's not a sea urchin. She did not get robbed by a sea urchin. Uh, leave a five star review. <laughs> but, um, she uh, so she's in Colorado, um, at a because she runs like the art department of the YMCA in Syracuse. So she's at some, like, YMCA training out here. Um, and it's up. It's in, in a really nice part of Colorado. And she just texted me, like, you should come stay up here sometime at the YMCA of the Rockies. You'd love it. Tons of stupid ac activities I hate. Noodles are allowed. Wow. So 
You're Tons go. of stupid activities I hate made me pretty happy. You're going to go be a YMCA dude. I could. Been trying. Been trying. I spent uh, I spent a night at the YMCA once. And? Uh, I got in a lot of trouble because I didn't go to sleep and I accidentally kicked a basketball at a girl's face. They made my, when my mom came, my dad came to pick me up at sure. 6, 6 a.m. Because it was like a sleepover at the YMCA. Right. Play games all night for middle school. Get rid of your kid for a night. Yeah. My dad came to pick me up at 5 a.m. And one of the camp counselors was mad at me because I didn't go to right. sleep. And I was like, why do I have to go to sleep? It's like it was supposed to be all night basketball and games. Right. And I accidentally like a rebound came to me and I just kicked it like the ball right. came my way and it went right at a girl's face. I wasn't planning on that. Right. Uh, and I, I remember being so happy with my dad. Because he came in at like 5.30 in the morning to get me. And the camp guy's like, excuse me, can I speak with you? Your son, blah, blah, And my dad just said, it's 5.30 in the morning, and I don't care about any of this. <laughs> 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 the camp counselor just looked at my, like, oh, and I was, I just laughed. I was like, yeah, dude, like, yeah. you're being gotcha. dumb. <laughs> you're being dumb. Gotcha. <laughs> but I never saw, my dad's usually very respectful, like, would at least act mad at me in the moment, and then we get in the car and be like, I don't care, Jim. Right. But he just straight up told that dude, like, this isn't worth you telling me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he said. This is great. It's, it's too early. Kids were having fun. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right. Better the day. It's the better the day. Better the day. Better the day. Oh. Whoa. My bad. You trying to mess up my good juju, man? What'd you say? The Voodoo Mama Juju. Better the day, better the day. Jakey, Jakey did not make a mistakey. He is now seven for his last eight with NBA picks. His overall record is 44 and 39. He's looking good, feeling good, betting these West Coast basketball games. I got it right as well. Jake, what do you got today? What do you got? What do you got? Is that the Australian national anthem? Australians, um, all let us rejoice. I mean, when you're hot, you're hot. If you remember, there it was a few eps back. You you talked about how I was bad at the NBA, and I was like, all right, I got to kick it in. I can't finish the NBA season with a losing record because that oh. carries into the off season. That affects my training. Wow, do you want to um, know your NBA record? Yeah. So you were really bad. I mean, I just said you you're okay. you're you're seven for your last eight in the NBA. I remember I was like four or five games under five hundred when we discussed it last. Well, I don't know if you want me to tell you this. You are currently eighteen and nineteen. Okay. No, that's fine. That's that's oh, more than that's more than enough real estate that I need going through the rest of these playoffs. And let me tell you this, Thursdays are Easily your best days. You're ten and five on Thursdays. So everyone listening, we oh Drew Drew DM'd me, Jake, and he wanted me to let you know that you say thanks for the free money. I heard you were giving out free money. That's what he's doing, folks. So where are you going? This is a lot of peacocking before saying the bet. <laughs> I'm doing it for you. I'm hyping you up. Drew's a Maris guy. Reached out to me too. Nice. Probably made out with your sister. Go Red Foxes. He's younger. Um, Jimmy, this is... You've been to Maris before. He could have made out with you. Easy money of all money. He could have made out with me. Um, man, the Maris times were weird, huh? Got punched um, in the face as hard as I've ever been punched in the face. I... Maris times were weird, huh? Um, Jim, we've got a couple free monies today. Um... I think you go with the Sixers if you want it. That's my that's my side bet. You always um, maybe you even do a maybe even do a little Sixers Trailblazers teaser. Jim, the free money is Trailblazers minus three and a half. Um, there's home. never the Trailblazers are home. We're back in Portland playing the Nuggets. And Jimmy, I I think I was on record saying at the start of this series, this has been the most guaranteed seven game series there's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, two inexperienced, high-scoring playoff teams. Uh, 
Nuggets just blew them out at home because Portland didn't care because they knew they were going back to Portland. Everything is building up for Game 7. Um, Portland's going to go up early. The place is going to be going nuts because their season's on the line. It's not. Portland's going to win big. It's a three-and-a-half-point favor for Portland. Hammer it. Portland's up by three, huh? Denver doesn't want to win this game. They want to come back to Denver, sell sell an open house for the night, and win Game Seven at home. So you're they're, so you're on the, you're on the Blazers. This game in the third. You're on the Blazers. On the Blazers. Well, I mean, you're undefeated on Thursdays, as far as I'm concer- concerned. I think it's like a sixty-six percent. So undefeated on Thursdays. Seven of your last eight in the NBA. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I ain't going to spit at the gods right now. Dirt nasties and fuego. That's, That's on fire, fire, baby. Like Wago. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all. More beers, more cheers. All right. Well, that ends the show today. Thank you guys for listening. Jake has Get- something very serious he's been wanting to tell you for a while. Jake? Get naughty by nature tonight. You can't get naughty by nature. Oh, I strongly disagree. You're born with it. That would be getting go, naughty by you nurture. Go out, you go out into the trees. Oh, okay. And you, you mean, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You just go fuck a tree tonight. That's what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Cool. See you guys. Yeah.